Well, it's a bit of an exciting time to be a Pittsburgh sports fan for you guys. And yeah, I understand that it's the middle of, well, now getting into the official summer, and that means Pirates baseball, but there's reason for excitement around the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yes, that's actually a true statement. And obviously, as there always is, there's reason for excitement about the Pittsburgh Steelers this year. A new era, a different team. They're making some moves. They're not yet in training camp yet, but reason for excitement there. So we're going to touch on all of it. Reason for some positivity here on this hump day edition of Miked Up here on Pittsburgh Sports Live. Of course, throughout our Sports Now family of networks. And of course, our Pirates coverage at Pittsburgh Baseball Now and our Steelers coverage at Steelers now, those are the topics of this program. Mike Fakovican, I'm Mike Osti, as always. And we are going to start with the most exciting topic of the day, of the week, and that is the Pittsburgh Pirates and O'Neill Cruz finally being called up. And not only being called up, and it doesn't happen every day like this, there's Hall of Famers that have, have not had production follow them after being called up, but immediately starts producing, immediately starts hitting, and the team explodes offensively but of course let's not get too unrealistic or ridiculous this is the Chicago Cubs that many Cubs fans are telling me all the time how bad they are and how they finally have figured out how bad they are and maybe playing above themselves earlier this season so we will discuss whether or not this is about the Pirates the excitement and what this young lineup can do because it's not even just Cruz that got called up or maybe fool's gold and Certainly Pirate fans have experienced fool's gold before with the Cubs maybe just being that bad. So, Mike, that's kind of the, the, the first you know question for you. Number one, on Cruz, he gets called up. He's playing well, obviously, and it kind of ignites the fire around this team, around the vibe. JT Brubacker even had a solid start, even though obviously that's not part of the offense. That got kind of under the radar, under the rug. And this offense just completely explodes, 12 runs, 7 ones uh, as we stand right now. What have you seen in Cruz? And is this youth revolution reason for optimism about the rest of this year and moving forward? Do you already see that already? Or is this still maybe a little bit of a great opponent to start things off against because the Cubs really aren't that good? Well, I think it's a little of both. Um, <clears throat> obviously, I think Chicago uh, stinks. Yeah. Um, but uh, that that hasn't prevented the Pirates from losing to teams before. When the Cincinnati Reds uh, a month ago or whatever were in that streak of winning two of, what, 30 games or, you know, whatever ridiculous streak they were, losing streak they were in. Right. Uh, people, you know, the Pirates went to Great American Ballpark and – uh, Pirates were in the middle of playing well and they thought they were going to continue to play well and they lost three or four or whatever to Cincinnati. So it does, it, it doesn't really matter. I'm not going to put in, I'm, I'm not going to uh, look at the, as the, uh, the glass half empty. I'm going to look at it half full in that. Uh, I, I, I just think there's a little bit of excitement, obviously uh, with, within the clubhouse of some of these young guys coming up. Uh, you know, there's something to be said for guys getting an opportunity, young guys getting their first opportunity. And, you know, when you're dealing with older players sometimes and they see a record, you're 10, 12 games under 500, it's hot out there. You know, they're getting their millions. I don't know how much they really care about being out there. That's in some situations. These guys are here. Uh, you know, you see the, the excitement of playing baseball. 
for them because this is their first opportunity to do so. So there's definitely some adrenaline going in. But then also, you know, I know that uh, Cruz uh, is getting a lot of the attention, but some of the pirate better players are starting to produce. Uh, Key Brian Hayes uh, let off the game last night with a triple. You know, that's what people are expecting out of him. Brian Reynolds this month uh, is doing his normal Brian Reynolds month of June, uh, you know, out of his Finally, mind. finally yeah. seeing that from him on a consistent basis. And of course, yeah, month of June. Is kind it, of it, 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 it's, it's a team effort. Uh, er, everyone is playing well. Uh, Vogelbach, it, you could go up and down the lineup, except for yeah. maybe, you know, the bottom part of the lineup, the bottom two or whatever. Uh, this team as well. And uh, Cruz has definitely brought an excitement there. Now, is this sustainable? I, I The last time we did the show, the Pirates in the middle of the winning streak, and I just said... <laughs> I mean, know, we, just cursed, said be, we cursed it a yeah, lot. Yeah, and I just yeah. said, be careful, because, you know, it's right. baseball. Stuff happens. They're yeah. playing well now. I don't think they have the offense. This is before they brought up uh, Bly, Madris, and Cruz. Uh, I, I said, I don't know that they have the offense for this to be sustainable. Yeah, and they went on, and you know they couldn't hit the ball, and they lost whatever uh, eight, nine in a row. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. I, I think it's a little more sustainable now, um, but I, but I would just caution Pirate fans to slow the brakes on O'Neill Cruz. Um, uh, there's definitely things to be excited about. Uh, you see the potential there. Uh, you know, you'd have to be blind not to see the potential there, but. Uh, he still is young. Hitchers are going to figure him out. He's going to have to adjust. Uh, but there's going to be excitement. There's going to be games where he goes 0 for 4 and strikes out three times. And then there's also going to be games where he uh, probably hits two into the Allegheny River. It's going to be an up and down year for the guy. Uh, for the guy. So I would just caution Pirate fans, uh, ride the wave, don't overreact. Uh, enjoy it because they have a guy here that appears that um, his time is now he'll be in the pirate with the pirates for X amount of years. So enjoy this. Don't be negative. There's not reason to be negative right now. Absolutely. Well, but they'll find it. Trust me. Uh, when <laughs> he goes over 25 or something, uh, right. the, the bust and you know, he, he was overrated and yeah, all that'll come out. It, it, it's just a matter yeah. of time. Before, <laughs> I'm sure it will rated him and the pirates didn't yeah. develop him well enough. So it's coming. You got to just ride that wave with, with a rookie. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And again, what you just touched on is why and why critics that are going to be listening and watching the show are going to say, we we've seen this fish before two weeks ago. You guys are on there asking if there is reason for excitement. Of course, O'Neill Cruz wasn't up yet, but the Pirates swept the Dodgers. They won the season series of the Dodgers. They then followed it up with another series win over Arizona. And then it was just the floodgates just really went, went wild. And it was nine in a row where not only were they losing, that's going to happen to his team. That's still bad. They're still not yet going to be good, but they just weren't scoring. The offense just completely went to sleep. This did ignite it a little bit. The Cubs are very bad though. They have the Rays coming out after this Cubs series. So things won't get easier, but 
oddly, the Pirates have actually played well against the better teams and then have fallen off against some bad teams you mentioned against Cincinnati and others. So who knows how this team's going to play? I think recently also they've gotten some pitching. Mitch Keller has had a couple of solid stars. JT Brubaker had a solid start. That's part of this as well, even though obviously if if you score 12 runs, you're going to figure to beat anybody. But the, the pitching has not been consistent, and that was supposed to be maybe a strength, even though not a great pitcher being there, better than the offense. It just hasn't been. It's picked it up a little bit. What I do want to ask you, though, because I know you touched on this on Twitter and you've been big on this in the past and people have been critical, maybe ridiculously so, because maybe too early to evaluate. But Ben Charrington came over with some hype, with a World Series ring, having done it with big market teams. It's now the Pirates. It's way different. It's small market. He needs to hit on the, these rookies and these draft picks and this farm system. And if Cruz would falter and nothing is guaranteed by what he's done so far, that would be a major problem for him. He needs to win trades. It's much harder to do it this way. But now from what we're seeing, and Reynolds is still in the fold, Hayes ends up getting locked up long-term. You're seeing some other pieces brought in that are now producing, even if they're trade bait. And now you're seeing the youth movement also produce, even though, again, it's a wait-and-see approach. So far, what does this say about Ben Charrington and his plan? Because it's still a ways away before we can truly evaluate it. But it appears right now there's some vindication that there was a method to his madness that currently he got to be happy with what's going on. I I, I don't know how anyone can criticize anything that – Sherrington has done. Uh, I think his drafts have looked good so far. Uh, I, I think the few si- uh, free agent signings he's made uh, and the trades, I think, I think the trades have uh, been tremendous. I, I, I really do. Um, right. You know, I know the one thing I'm starting to see this just because of how well um, Cruz is playing about calling him up early. Th- these guys, did, did the uh, contract come into it and, you know, Super 2 and all that stuff? Maybe. It did. But I, I think I think it's fair it, to say. It, it, it did, did but at bit. the beginning of the year, he was doing nothing in Indy to justify being up here. He was hitting right. in the low 200s. Maybe these guys got it right and he's up here. There uh, are some that the, say, I know Mike Persak did say that they believe and he believes that O'Neill Cruz was almost pouting that he was not hitting well and not playing well because he was like emotionally mad about it and surprised whether he should have been or not. So maybe if he was up with a big club right away, he would have been thrilled and it wouldn't have been that emotional roller coaster for him in that. Well, if, that if that's the case, if that's but, the case, and that, if that's the case, and that says something about O'Neill Cruz. Yeah. That's it, not me. That's a beat it, writer saying. Yeah. No, I'm saying if that's the, yeah, then that says something about maybe his, uh, uh, maturity and lack thereof. Yeah, he's young. And is he going to pout when he gets in his first, uh, you know, zero for twenty-five slump or something like that? Because that will happen. Play. That's going to happen. Right, that's going to happen. So how's he going to react? Is he going to? Sure. So, you know, um, whatever. But back to your point is the exciting thing for me, is, being a baseball guy, is the guys that are up here now, uh, for the most part, aside from second base and catcher. There's guys that you could actually look forward to watching develop. Um, yeah. And they could be part, if they if they do their part, they could be part of the future. Um, they still got to have to find a second baseman. They still have to find a catcher. Well, we know who those guys are going to be. It's just a matter of them developing with 
uh, Nick Gonzalez and Henry Davis. And that stunk what happened yesterday with Gonzalez going on the uh, 60 day DL. It's going to end his season with a heel injury. So that's going to yeah. set his development back a little bit. But uh, the, the good part is they're not done as far as bringing guys up. There's tons of guys uh, still in the minor leagues, a handful of guys. Uh, Piguero, we saw him the other day. Mike Burroughs is a pitcher that is a top end, uh, top of the rotation guy that was just called up to triple A. A guy named Cody Bolton, uh, Matt Frazier. When, there's, there's guys down there that are this close to joining uh, Cruz uh, and Sawinski and the, the rest of these guys up here. So this isn't the end of it. Uh, the, uh, the cupboard appears to be full for the Pirates as far as uh, prospects within the, within the system. And that's only a good thing. The more depth they have, I would say the only thing that they might lack a little bit, and I'm sure that <coughs> Sherrington will probably try to address this in, the, um, uh, in, in a possibly future trade or throughout the draft, is they probably still need another pitcher or two, but uh, starting pitcher. But uh, from everything I see, things are looking uh, very good for uh, the Pirates in the future. Uh, the youth movement has arrived, and that's uh, that should excite fans who really who've been calling for that for years. Yeah, uh, again. This season was never supposed to be a contending season, but you want to see some improvement. You want to see the, that youth movement and you want to see production from them and get a little improvement from some key pieces. And with the exception of Reynolds struggling early on in the year, you pretty much have got that. And now he's picked it up like he usually does at this point in the season. So again, the Ben Sherrington plan was going to be a three, four plus long plan, even though Pirate fans don't, didn't want to hear that at the time upon him being hired. And it was going to be a much harder job than what he did with Boston, et cetera. So it's a much more wait and see approach still, but there is reason for him some excitement now. And even if they don't keep on the winning, because that's not going to be expected, of course, they're going to have tougher opponents and they certainly dip when they won earlier in the season, but seeing O'Neill Cruz and seeing him hit in particular, him hit, that's a big deal. And even the underrated story of the year of key Brian Hayes, finally healthy most of the season, finally playing most of the season and producing most of the year. That's not getting much conversation because it's all about Cruz and others. And when this team was losing, but that's a big deal last year, that wasn't the case with injuries, you know, year before you got excited and then that kind of dissipated. So it's a wait and see approach, but there is reason for some excitement right now, as long as you one, keep a, a sane head. The, the, the one key guy, Mike, that I'm looking at here, uh, and he'd be such a big part if he's able to be uh, if, if he's able to turn into an uh, average to above average player is uh, uh, Suwinski. Sure. Uh, I think the jury's still out despite him having uh, whatever, nine, 10 home runs. Um, you know, I, there's still a lot of swing and miss in his swing, um, which isn't good for the major leagues. He obviously has, uh, tremendous power, um, seems to be a pretty good defensive player. Uh, if he can just be make more contact, and we're going to find out over this next, uh, he should be in the lineup every day, uh, or for the most part, you know, five or seven days of the week. We'll see what Shelton does with that. But um, he's a guy that I'm really going to be watching the rest of the year because he could be a big key. If you could get uh, another outfielder, if you could have two guaranteed outfielders with him and 
uh, Reynolds. That's a big thing. Uh, I, I'm just being a little cautious as far as what he's done to this point. I know he's excited fans, right? but uh, I need to see him starting to make just a little bit more uh, contact on a consistent basis. But uh, he's a great guy that they got uh, sort of an underrated guy. They got in the, uh, the Adam Frazier trade last year and uh, he's paying off so far. Yeah. Mike up here, Mike Fakovica and Mike Osti, Pittsburgh Sports Live. Subscribe, comment below here during the show, after the show, whenever you'd like. And weirdness for this show, but it was for, for due reason. The Pirates are the headline and the Steelers are the undercard. But regardless, the Steelers actually make a move as well and not yet at training camp. But reason for maybe some excitement around the Steelers that maybe some didn't think would be there because now some depth on the defensive side at defensive line, even after two, it decides to retire. The Steelers do bring over Larry Okunjabi, who has basically played all over the division to this point. That's a hit to the Bengals as well. Um, that's a hit to the Browns as well. Obviously a former Brown coming over from Cleveland, the Bengals were a team that he was rumored to possibly be joining as well. So that's a big deal for the Steelers. That does cause some to have said now there's potential for this defense to be great. There are some holes still, but TJ Watt and company being there again, if he can stay maybe healthier and repeat kind of way he did last year and they keep the pass rush going, Minka Fitzpatrick locked up. So he's certainly going to be around and that had to happen. There are some getting excited and saying there's potential for the Steelers defense to finally be great. I have said that in recent years, it really hasn't been despite the sack numbers because they allowed so many yards and so many points throughout the, those seasons. And maybe it was a bit national media running amok and not really following it as much as maybe local media or, or Steeler fans would. But even now local media and Steeler fans are saying that this defense actually has potential. Where do you stand on the potential of this Steelers defense? And do you like these moves that the Steelers are making because they are not just sitting idly by. They are trying to make some moves. They are spending some money. They are trying to improve this team and win now, even though they just draft a rookie quarterback for the future and have a bridge quarterback. So other franchises might be kind of in a bridge situation. They're trying to win during the bridge and certainly building up the defense. Yeah, the, 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 Under the Roonies, the Steelers are never going to uh, punt it. And right. Uh, 100%. rebuild for the future and they're never going to even though even though maybe they'll I don't even think they'll uh, I don't even think internally they'll say it I, I just don't think that's the no. mindset over the place you, you don't become a uh a franchise like that by having no losing seasons with Tom right there. yeah they, they that's just not the way they it's uh, just not not the way they work and they also have no. been around long enough to know that that's not the way of the NFL things don't always work the way teams that look good on paper stuff happens during the year uh either good or bad and that changes the outlook of the season so um i'm kind of surprised of the non um buzz i think rich eisen might have said that yesterday uh, or a couple of days ago yeah yeah he's a rare yeah, person I, in national media that seems to be getting on the steelers wagon yeah I, i'm kind of surprised that more people aren't excited i, I don't know if it's because of you know, the, uh, you know, the, what the Cincinnati Bengals are, people expect them to be the dominant team in the division again. And, right. you know, uh, Lamar Jackson, all the hype that he always gets. Uh, maybe they think they just, in Cleveland still is a talented team. Yeah. You know, maybe it's just because of who they're playing a the division they're playing in. 
but uh but i think the biggest reason maybe the steelers aren't getting the attention maybe they're uh maybe they deserve but we'll find out if they deserve it later on in the year is probably just because of the offensive line still yeah and as you mentioned the quarterback position it's the most important position and uh you know the steelers obviously have the biggest question mark in the division at the quarterback uh, mitchell trubisky despite what anyone, you know, nice guy and all that, didn't get it done in Chicago. Uh, rookie quarterbacks, despite Kenny Pickett and everything he did at Pitt, he's still a rookie quarterback. He's a rookie quarterback, he's right? A, he's a rookie quarterback. In the offensive line, uh, we'll find out how they – that's probably the reason why uh, they're not getting the attention. But I like the moves they have. Uh, I think they're sk- uh, the schedule uh, quite difficult. Um portions of it so uh but i i think they're going to be a good team i think as far as the defense they need to i think they because of the age they have on that defense um they need to have numbers strength in numbers which is part of these moves right. and it does add depth to the d-line etc so they are it adding depth. Crucial. it seems like finally they're realizing that even though we have solid players we're going to have TJ miss a few games. We're going to have this player miss a few games. We're going to have Cam maybe will miss a few games because he's been getting better like a fine wine. But with age, you figure at some point there's going to be a dip. Yeah. So they're finally, injury. they're finally protecting that with some depth. They haven't had it. And, of course, Devin Bush is a major wild card if he actually can get back to where he was two years ago. Yeah, Miles Jack. We'll see how Miles Jack Miles, fits Miles in. Jack, yeah. Uh, you know, I actually like the secondary a little bit, but I guess that's going to be all predicated on how much pressure – uh, the guy, your secondary, a lot of times is only as good as uh, how how much pressure uh, your front guys get on the quarterbacks yeah. to, to reduce the coverage time. So, but I like that. One one area, Mike, that I'm kind of surprised the Steelers haven't addressed at this point, and maybe, you know, they, they do have cap money, is um, running back in terms of, somebody behind Najee Harris depth like you're yeah, saying I, I don't think they I don't think they have that uh uh kind of I guess guys that are out there now there's no demand for them they're not going to have to be in a uh a bidding war for any of these guys but I, I would suspect before they get to training camp now that they uh took care of the defensive line uh and they took care of uh, Minka with the contract uh, I, I would I would guess that their next unless they lock somebody else up maybe well uh, Deontay uh, well yeah uh, we had uh, Deontay Johnson is the next one but that's the conversation of are yeah. they going to throw money at him and obviously maybe he's more of let him do it again another year as being the one but uh, how does he cooperate that's the next player in line after the Minka was the priority but that's the next player in line yeah we'll see how they deal with him I, I think yeah. that's going to be uh, I'm not sold that the Steelers, I'm not convinced, I should say, that uh, the Steelers are going to bow in and um, give him what he wants. We'll right. see about that. But uh, but I, I I would have to look at the running back market and see who's out there as far as free agents that might fit, uh, because I think that's a uh, – bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I would – Inconvenient enough, but yeah. That's all right. Yeah, I think, uh, I think that's an area that has to be – addressed because of the workload that Harris had hundred percent. Yeah. And what they're going to want to do this year, they need, they need somebody better back there to help him out. And right now I don't believe they, uh, 
Uh, I don't believe they have that currently on the roster. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's a belief in Benny Snell football, that, that that's going to be the guy as much as maybe people like covering him and being around him and the pearly whites are flashing all the time. Doesn't appear like he's going to be the guy, although maybe he'll step up into that role. But that is a position that has not really been addressed. And there got to be somebody out there that can be that that second piece, because as you mentioned, Najee Harris had kind of a polarizing season last year. He had a good season in terms of yards overall for a rookie but his yards per carry weren't that great. And then some can defend it by saying the offensive line wasn't that great. Obviously they were really, really bad. And that affected quarterback play, running back play. It made it harder than the receivers. If that improves a little bit, that'll make all of that better and help all of that more. But you also don't want to kill Najee Harris going into his second year and having to give him so many carries each season. Running back shelf life is so small and he's such a key cog for you. So that first round pick. So that's definitely kind of something that's not getting much conversation, but makes tons of sense that now they would go after, especially if they're not going to lock somebody up right now in the off season. It does appear they have a lot more depth. The defense has not been as good as some think it has been in recent years, but maybe it could be better. And one thing that needs improved, and this is what would have been improved by Stefan to returning, but he wasn't there last year. He's not going to be there again. And then they add players like this, even in the draft with the Marvin Leal and, and others on the defensive side after those picks of picket and receivers is the run defense better against the run. They were good a couple years ago with to it. It was actually his best season of his career. Unfortunately that he ends on, but last year, they moved from, I think, 11th to 20-something, 20 22nd. That's not going to work. 20-something against the run is no. not going to work. They got to bring that to even realistically 15th would be a big jump. So that got to improve. They don't get the turnovers. They haven't been getting the turnovers they got a few years ago. That got to try to improve, although, of course, people are keying on Minka, et cetera. So there's potential there, but it hasn't been there. And, yeah, I mean – it still is it really no one can truly evaluate this team regardless of schedule or moves until we know who's going to be starter week one at quarterback as you said it could be Kenny Pickett he's the most NFL ready guy he certainly has won battles before but it does feel like there's the whole thing if you're Cam Hayward or a veteran on this team you might love Pickett for the future but if you want to win now as they do it's a rookie there's going to be growing pains there. Do you want to go through them? And then Mitch Trubisky, yeah, he didn't get it done, but he did He did have a Pro Bowl season and lead the Bears through the playoffs with a worse roster than this. So maybe I'd he be... starts the season. One thing I know is not going to happen, and the, the big loser of this offseason obviously is Mason Rudolph because Okunjabi was involved in the Miles Garrett incident, and clearly uh, that's not going to be a player that Mason Rudolph, I'd imagine, secretly is going to want to be around. So let's let's see how those interactions work since Mason Rudolph's still very much on this team as we speak i'd be i'd be shocked i'd be shocked if um trubitsky isn't uh, trubitsky has to be the he has to be the weak one i do i do think so there's no no point of bringing him in if he's not like yeah i'm not gonna bet how many games i'm not gonna bet how many games he's gonna be the starter i'm not gonna say he's gonna be here all uh all season but to start the season um yeah I, I would be, and there's nothing wrong. And if that happens, uh, that is no, in, that is no uh, indictment of Pickett. No. Yeah, it's no indictment of Pickett. I actually think it's it's probably not a bad thing. It would be an indictment of Trubisky if Pickett starts, even though people right, can exactly. say, well, Pickett wins the job if That's he's a the better point. quarterback they're going to go. But it would be an indictment of Trubisky, who, by the way, Pickett what is 24 now? Trubisky's only 27. He's a former first rounder as well. I'm not saying he's going to be as good as Pickett in his career, but if if Trubisky cannot win a job 
at this point in his career as a former pro bowler with more weapons now and supposedly a better O-line than last year through a full camp battle with a rookie, that's an indictment of Trubisky. Yeah. And I'm not, again, there's a possibility though, that he could start the year and actually be good enough where they does start the rest of the year. And maybe they win eight games with him. Like they would have with Pickett probably, or could have been with anybody else with Ben. And maybe he's good enough. I'm not saying pro bowl, but maybe he'll start the year and, and suck. And then they'll switch it out week four or five, but it would be hard for a veteran team to not have a veteran QB, a former pro bowler start over a rookie. That would be an indictment of Trubisky. Is Rudolph going to be here to open camp? I do actually think Rudolph's going to be here to open camp. I don't think Rudolph's going to be here to open up the season. I don't even know if Rudolph's going to be here to open up the preseason. It could be like how they handled Josh Dobbs a few years ago where they let him hang around for camp and then that was it. Didn't even go to the preseason. But I do think Mason Rudolph is going to be here for camp. I actually do believe for sure they're, it's weird to say, they're trying to make sure they get the most value for him in a trade and maybe showcase him a little bit his value might be polarizing in the league like it is with fans, but they're going to get something for him. There's definitely a market for him as a backup quarterback in the NFL. Steeler fans that think he can't play at all, but just hate him up and down. That's a bit ridiculous. He's going to be a backup somewhere. He might even start some games again in the NFL. He's been serviceable as a backup. He's not going to beat out Trubisky or Pickett, but I do think he'll be there in camp. And I don't think he'll be there beyond that. It'll be interesting what they do get for him. If it's, at least I say a fourth or fifth rounder, I would think it could be for a solid backup that has some starter potential in him. He's still young, but I think he'll be there for camp. If he's not here for camp, then that'll also show they like the other quarterback they potentially drafted as well. And then that might be the three they work with in camp. And maybe they have a trade for Rudolph that's ready prior to that, but we're getting close to where there'll be that news lull. So if they don't do it soon, I think he's going to certainly go to camp. That's not too far from now. Yeah, it. Uh, I, I kind of surprised he's still here. I thought he was going to be dealt right after the well, uh, right after the draft. That could have been another time to do it if you. Yeah, don't I, I thought that's when it was going to happen. But and to see whether or not they got the quarterback or not. But yeah, uh, I, I think uh, some people have commented on this before. I think Bill Cower was one of them. Um, I, I think it's almost it, it, it's. It's a it's an awkward situation and it's not a productive situation right. um, when you have three quarterbacks that you know, they all want to start and they all think they yeah they, start. I mean I, they all getting, want to start but as yeah. far as getting them time in camp getting reps right. and all that stuff it just it, it, it's not I don't think it's uh, beneficial to anyone so um, no and see, I yeah uh, yeah and I actually think you know fans don't want to hear this too. Mason Rudolph's not the future of this team. He's not the future of this team by any means. So no one needs to be scared or worried about that for any of the Rudolph haters out there. But he deserves a shot in the NFL. I think he's done enough that he deserves to be in a situation where he can at least be a backup and collect an NFL check. So I hope that he lands on his feet somewhere and does get moved somewhere where he can at least be a backup as a number two. He's certainly a number two in this league and can certainly be a spot starter for you. And who knows if he does improve on some certain things. He certainly cut the turnovers down, even though he's certainly not mobile enough. Off, even though he did get more mobile last year so he gets a lot of hate I think it'll be a better situation for even for him as much as he probably was upset and I know he went on different shows thinking oh I'm the starter then they draft Pickett then they bring in Trubisky he's probably demoralized a little bit from that especially bringing in Okunjabi it's like the Steelers sending him a subtle message you're not going to be our guy but 
it might be best for him to get out of this atmosphere where no, where, you know, hardly any fans are really rooting for him outside of media. They're not really understanding what he even has been. Get him in a fresh situation with a fresh mind where maybe he at least secures he's the number two, since that's not even happening here. He's certainly better than a quarterback three, which is where he's slotted now. And there, there can be a draft pick that comes over for a quarterback like that that's at least a solid backup because there aren't that many in the league. So if he can secure himself as a solid backup, that's a lot of money that can come his way and some paychecks and and a job in the future so i actually hope that it doesn't go through camp but i do think it might go through camp but it might be better for him maybe to get out of here i actually i'm kind of surprised actually and i don't know if this has happened or not i'm assuming it hasn't or maybe that would have pushed a, a move and he doesn't have much clout but then mason rudolph and his agent didn't kind of go to the steelers nicely and say hey you know we'd like to be moved be, just because yeah, yeah. this, so that's going to happen anyway. But if that did happen, I would have thought maybe it would have happened already. But reason for excitement if you're a Pittsburgh sports fan, reason for excitement on the baseball diamond, shockingly, with the wait and see though, if that continues on. And our apologies if we curse thing, because every time I ask that question, it seems to just go totally off the rails right after. And getting in that wait and see approach, but the Steelers are not sitting on their hands. They're making moves and they're making moves for depth. So that's reason for excitement about the Steelers to actually be in a much better situation and much better situation than some would have thought they would be in this year, even a year ago or even months ago. So that'll do it for this edition of the show. Mike Fakovic and Mike Osti again, subscribe, comment below here on Pittsburgh Sports Live. And of course, follow Pittsburgh Baseball Now, Steelers Now, and all of our sites.